12-inch gourmet Italian sandwich in four delicious flavors. Hot and portable, wrapped up and ready to go. Starting at just $3.69. Better get a spaghetti. Happy birthday, everyone. And welcome to the Happy Birthday Podcast. With your hosts, Jackie and Dan. The number one podcast on ApplePodcast.com. Dedicated to the birthdays you know and love. So without further ado, take it away, Dan. A guessing game podcast hosted by three attractive, charismatic 30-something millennials where you might just learn something along the way. Beep, 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 beep. Paul. I'd like to buy a vowel. Ooh, I'm sorry. That's the not the correct. What is the Happy Birthday podcast? And that's correct. You won Final Jeopardy, Double Jeopardy, and Triple Jeopardy. And nice. on top of all that, I would like to add that I'm not actually Alex Trebek. He died, he died uh, yes. recently. I'm a living man named Dan, November 10th. And I'm Jackie, October 12th. Let's talk about this. Dan's got a wedding coming up, and everyone who listens to the podcast is invited. True. <laughs> and uh, It's going to be you... at the Ramada Inn on, <laughs> on July 30th. Friday night. Uh, all you can eat popcorn as long as they keep making it sometimes they just stop making it as the night goes on um <laughs> if you need any details on how to get uh to this event my phone number is in i think episode 21 so give that a listen <laughs> jackie yeah today is a big time celebrity birthday and oh, i would really? love you to find out all the gruesome details about this but gruesome hey well that was the wrong word to use how about i okay. how about I pretend i just said <clears throat> Not any of that stuff I said, but we're going to okay. do a guessing game. All right, listeners, oh, okay. Okay. buckle up and put on your helmet because this is going to be a guessing game. Okay? Okay. That's it. Yeah. Jackie. Yeah. What celebrity has a birthday today? <sighs> Bill Clinton. Is it too late for an egg McMuffin? No. Oh. It's not Bill Clinton, okay. but this is actually the closest that you have ever come Wow. She was successful raw guess. Nice. Uh, do you want to know in which way you were close? Yes, please. You got the right first name. Wow. Okay, cool. Bill. So this is a man. Um, he's a comedian. He's a comedy guy. Stand-up comedian. Okay. Uh, I mean, do you want to just guess Bill's or sh- should I give you a, should I lead you down the path to success a little more? Um, I'll do one comedy Bill guess and I will guess Bill Cosby. It's not Bill Cosby. Okay. Out of respect to the listeners, we're not covering Bill Cosby's birthday today. Um, out of just the subject matter, it would be unpleasant. Is it, is it his birthday today? You and that's the other thing it is it's not, yeah, it's also not his birthday. Okay. Would okay. Be the okay. most important aspect of that. Not sure when his birthday is. Please call me if you find that information out. 906 Um <laughs> And he can do that because he's on the loose. This guy. Yeah, yes, he's he free. <laughs> Big time. He's not just free. The, the Bill, judge proclaimed he's call on Dan's the not. loose. <laughs> This guy is a sort of redneck type of guy. Do you know those oh, guys? Oh, 
the redneck comedy guys. Yes. You're going to get it. But oh, his I'm name is so forgettable. He's the most forgettable member of the troupe. It is right. Yeah. Well, Paul's a fan. Okay, let me do a guess here. If you say the other three, I'll give you a bonus point. In less um, than four seconds. <laughs> Fuck. Lightning round. You know the first one. Um, Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> oh, you got that one. Okay, start again. Start the clock again. Okay. The other two are? Larry the Cable Guy. And? and Bill Ringo. <laughs> There's a fourth one. Close. There's a fourth one, too, though. Tater salad, Ron White. Mm-hmm. Ron White, yeah, yeah. But it's not him. Uh, that would be the wrong White this um, week. His his last name is gonna be a hard one to kind of uh, get. Boogers me. It starts with a vowel. Uh, his it's two syllables. Uh, it ends with a double letter combination. <laughs> Really? Yeah, I know. Which I don't know. We'd have to go through the archives. Let's see. I don't know if Otis, we've covered anyone like that. Botus? Ave. Um, there's, there's a V in there, too. Do you want me to do it word jumble style? <laughs> it starts with a vowel. It ends it in does. a double consonant. Yes, double consonant. And there's a V in the middle. So his catchphrase is, here's your sign. Here's your sign. Yeah, I know. Which the joke is, if because he hates stupid people, so when he wishes that stupid people could have a sign that says they're stupid, kind of like a Star David type thing. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> that's the parts of the joke. Right. And one of his jokes is like, I drove up to the gas station with a flat tire. Guy at the gas station said, got a flat tire? I couldn't help myself. I said, nope. I was driving around, and the other three just puffed right up. Here's your sign. And then he hands out the sign. Um, I got you good with one of those one time. Yeah, let's try to get the name and then I'll share that. (laughs) Because it is pretty good. Is it, let's see, starts with a vowel, ends in a double consonant, in the middle. uh, Syllable could be an abbreviation for the country that Ringo Starr is from. Spain? B-R-I. No, there's another name for Britain. Britain's got like three names. Oh, it does? Britain. um, Britannia. (laughs) Jolly good in it. Is it in it? Jesus Christ. Should I just give you the answer? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she loses this week. Fuck you. Give me a rhyme give me a rhymes with. Oh, rhymes with. Rhymes with. That's that's a baseball. Uh rhymes with baseball? Kinda. The last yeah, last syllable does. Bill ding ding ball. I don't know. I, I, oh, Ingval. Bill, hey. oh my God. Oh, I knew that. So that annoying, getting... dude. There's only four of them. I can not remember. <laughs> I was like, Brit- the Britain thing threw me off. I... Don't, they didn't throw you off. That's not nice, A. And B, Wait, don't what? It didn't throw you off. That was a good hint. I'm sorry, sir, but it threw me off. I don't think that's accurate. England is a nickname for Britain? Yes. That's I don't know that. That's, I've you, never heard of that. You've before. never heard of the term England because he asked were... what country is Ringo Starr from. I'm sorry, but based on your uh, confusion over my hint, I have to say, here's your sign. <laughs> <laughs> and I would get one as well for giving the hint in the first place. I'll wear it proudly. <laughs> um, should I should I tell you Yeah, the time that Paul got me with the here's your sign? Yes, please. <laughs> this also happened uh, a long time ago, maybe 12 years ago or something. Uh-huh. And uh, Paul was living in, in Hancock. In, in Upper Michigan, mm-hmm. and he gave me a ride up from Marquette to uh, to his house there. Where I was going to spend the weekend up there for a music festival. That part's not important, though. So I hadn't been to his house before. I didn't know where it was. And he pulls up to the house, and he drives right into the front yard. It had a real small yard, and he just pulled his car into there. And I said, is this your house? 
And he said, looked at me and said, nope, I just pulled up into a stranger's yard. Here's your sign. Love that. And believe it or not, that's the only time anyone's ever done that to me in real life. Tell that story at the motherfucking wedding and my funeral. <laughs> Should you outlive me, which will not happen. <laughs> but... Jackie, it sounds like yeah. you're a big fan of comedy, big fan of the Red Knight comedy tour, guys. You're a lot a little less familiar with Bill Engvall himself. Correct. Right? All correct. Yep. Well, I'd like to tell you more about him. Okay. Um, but I can't do the traditional uh, bio of Bill Engvall segment that we do every week because really, there's not much to say. He was born on this day uh, in the South. He went to comedy college, graduated, married a wife, had children. Uh, he has... Four out of five stars on Wikifeet. So instead Ooh. of a bio, I'd like to give you a little preview of an upcoming feature film. Okay. Starring the Here's Your Sign Man. And the name of this film is Here's Your Thin Blue Line. Wow. Okay. Is this part of the Delta Farce series? Uh, un- unrelated, but it's part of the same cinematic universe, I think. Okay. And uh, yeah, Paul, I think you actually really like this movie when it okay. comes out. Engvall stars as Bill, a hard-working Jiffy Lube assistant manager from the Lone Star State whose life is turned upside down when his work transfers him to Portland, Oregon. Everything's bigger in Texas, but Bill and his wife and two kids are about to find out that everything's weirder in Portland. It's classic fish-out-of-water comedy as Bill bumbles through his first week in the new city, irking his colleagues as he drops improper pronouns and commits microaggression after microaggression. It all comes to a head when, after work on Friday, Bill declines an invitation to join his co-workers to see the new Lin-Manuel Miranda musical In the Heights so he can attend his son's high school football game. The boss decides his new right-hand man is on the wrong side of the culture war and fires him on the spot. Sitting in the stands of the George Soros High School football field, Bill's wife consoles him as he drowns his sorrows in Mountain Dew. When the national anthem is played at the start of the game, all the players on the field take a knee, except one, Bill's son. The boy is immediately suspended from the game for wrong think, and the furious mob of polyamorous parents chases the flag-waving family off the premises. On the drive home, Bill cheers the family up by turning on a Ben Shapiro podcast. As they enter downtown Portland, they're suddenly engulfed in flames and surrounded by pink-haired Antifa soldiers battering the family F-150 with rocks and canned soup. Bill steps out of his vehicle when he spots a police officer hanging from a flagpole by his underwear. The boy in blue explains that he's helpless, as the city has completely defunded the police in order to pay for publicly funded drag queen story times. (laughs) The next morning, Bill marches into the police station and deputizes himself into the force. He gives the sullen crew an impassioned pep talk, reminding them that it's their sacred God-given duty to be judge, jury, and executioner. As the cops get ready to go kick some commie ass, they remember that all their tactical gear and artillery was confiscated by the city council to be distributed to refugees. But when a cop has his mind on something, there's no stopping him. And soon they fashioned suits of armor from their office desks and filing cabinets and transformed Bill's F-150 into a machine gun loaded super tank. Bill and the boys in blue embark on a righteous massacre on the downtown streets, doling out justice in a tear gas laden bloodbath. Once the peaceful protester threat has been neutralized, Bill stands atop the casualties and addresses the crowd that has gathered. In a heartfelt speech, he explains that all lives matter, that it's not Potato Head, but Mr. Potato Head, and that racism is a thing of the past, and actually, Democrats are the real racists anyway. (laughs) It's the first time in a long time that anyone in the city has heard any common sense. 
As they break into uproarious cheers, Bill crowd surfs straight into Voodoo Donuts, where his wife and kids are already taking down their third box of epic bacon donuts. <laughs> Fade in on six months later. Bill is now in the mayor's chair, where he's put boys and girls signs back on public restrooms, implemented the final solution to the homeless problem, and restored the toppled downtown statue of James Earl Ray. In his first address to the city, Mayor Bill declares that if anyone ever tells you that they're a liberal, all you gotta do is tell them, here's your sign. <laughs> wow. I don't know, not necessarily the movie that I would go rushing out to the local uh, Skinamax really? to go see, but I mean, it is, you know, just kind of speaks to some classic American values, and it sounds like, you know, there's some fun along the way, a little action, a little... Uh, that absolutely speaks to my values, and I yeah, can't I'm wait to see Yeah, I'm very excited. It. Hell yeah. Happy birthday, Bill. Happy birthday, Bill Engvall. If we could actually just take a, a short break, I'm going to go get some tickets before they sell out. I'll be right back. Hello, from all of us at Fazoli's, we are excited to welcome you back into our dining rooms and restaurants. As we do so, I want to share with you the steps we have taken to ensure your safety and the safety of our team members. Until the governors change the status of our states and things return to normal, you'll notice a few changes at Fazoli's. All of our team members and managers in every restaurant will wear face masks and gloves. We've enhanced our cleaning procedures. Every restaurant has gone through a detailed cleaning and we have sanitized all of our tables, booths, door handles, and other high traffic contact areas. Every 20 minutes, our team members will wash their hands and change their gloves. And in addition, at the top of every hour, all of our team members will clean and sanitize their workstation. To ensure your safety, we've added plastic shields at all of our ordering stations, we will provide sanitation wipes after ordering to clean your credit cards or your hands. We have added sanitation stations throughout our restaurants, including the dining room. We're practicing social distancing in the dining room by closing some tables and temporarily adding floor signs while you wait to place your order. Of course, we'll still have tableside grated Parmesan cheese and breadstick service in the dining room, but you'll notice some extra safety precautions with that as well. We've removed silverware and lemons from our drink station and red pepper and Parmesan cheese shakers from all of our tables. They're still available. Our team members will be in the dining room to help you with any condiments, drink refills, or additional silverware, or you can simply request anything else you need at the front counter. For those of you not dining in our restaurants, our pronto pickup and delivery orders will have tamper-evident packaging for your assurance and safety. Contactless pickup and delivery are also available. Speaking for everyone at Fazoli's, it's been our pleasure to serve you and your families through pickup, drive-through, and delivery over the past several weeks. It's our honor and privilege to give back to the communities who supported us through these challenging times. From feeding medical workers at local hospitals, to providing free kids meals to hundreds of families, to offering 50% discount to first responders, and much more. We cannot thank you enough for your support, and we look forward to welcoming you back because we know that life is better with breadsticks. Welcome back. Um, Did you get those tickets? They're sold out already. Well, Can you believe? We're going to have to wait for the DVD. Well, while we wait, do you want to guess whose birthday it is today? Yeah. Do you mind if I do that? If you know uh, who it is, then I'll try to ask you who it I, is. Yeah, I know. Okay. I didn't mean to mansplain. I just did it. Um, so my raw guess for this week. See, we so far we've had a perfect men's only streak with our jolly good fellows. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna say this JGF is love. Mom, what's the mom on the Gilmore Girls? 
Rory. Lorelai Gilmore. It's her birthday. It's not her birthday. It's actually Dang. a man. Oh, darn, I was so hoping it would be a, a strong woman like that. So it's a man, right? It's his he's birthday a man. Today. He uses he, him pronouns. Okay, so that sounds like he's still alive. He is alive. Okay, what can you tell me about him? He has a men's makeup company. What does that mean? He sells men's makeup, and also you may know him better as a baseball player. Jose Canseco. Very close. What does that mean? He knows this man, and he speaks of him often. Oh! Not B-Rod. Not B-Rod. Not Z-Rod. Mm-mm. But I got to go with my man, A-Rod, Aaron Rodriguez. It is Aaron. It's Alex. Alexander Rodriguez. Oh. <laughs> I know. Wait, can I do I that want... again? <laughs> I thought it was... It's okay. I, I, I... Alex Rodriguez. Yes, that's there the guy. Yeah. Your first guest. You got it. Good job. I didn't know about the makeup thing until I went on to Mr. Kinsenko's Twitter, and he had tweeted about it. <laughs> and then all the replies were... Pictures of A-Rod, Photoshop, wearing a dress and stuff. <laughs> so. Jose Canseco, I know we're not celebrating Jose Canseco, but he has a very fiery Twitter personality. He owns yeah. a car wash that he promotes. He spells his own name wrong. He talks Many about being times. having sex with aliens. He talks yeah. shit about A-Rod. So. Love that. I didn't know about the makeup either. To be honest, I don't hardly know anything about him. Well, let I me don't. tell you a couple things about Alexander Rodriguez. Alexander Rodriguez, Alexander, <laughs> A-Rod. Let me, tell you, Rod. let me tell you a couple things about A-Rod. <clears throat> Here we go. This is the birthday bio of Jolly Good Fellow, Alexander Rodriguez. Rodriguez. I literally can't say that. Alexander Rodriguez. <laughs> Unfaithful husband of Jennifer Lopez, Alexander Rod Emanuel Rodriguez was born in 1975 in the small town of Manhattan. He grew up to play professional American baseball from 1994 until 2006 when his career tragically ended following a sports accident where he accidentally took performance-enhancing drugs and was fired from the MLB. Following the tragic end of his little career in marriage, Alex Rod was hired as a panel member of the television show Shark Tank, where contestants compete to win over wealthy investors with their brilliant business ideas. The contestants give the panel a fast pitch, no pun intended, and request the millionaire investors to financially back their idea for a stake in the new company. Your family may even own a product that was pitched on Shark Tank. Ever heard of the refrigerator? Roasted sunflower seeds? Knife magnets? These are all common household items that most people own, items similar to those you might see on a show like Shark Tank. Now you may be asking yourself, isn't this the biography of JGF Alex Rodriguez, the American baseball hero who scored 57 home runs, 142 RBIs, and 389 total bases in 2002 alone, becoming the first player to lead the majors in three categories since 1984? Why, yes, it is. So let's get right to the point. Here we go, the top five list of the worst of all time items pitched on Shark Tank. Number one, Black Mirror. This is a mirror that will show you what it would look like if you were black. There were no investors for this pitch because Netflix already owned the trademark name, but otherwise it was well received by the panel. Number two, Baby Boss. The Baby Boss is a fully automated childcare program that wipes, dipes, and feeds your baby while you're away. 
The product was first tested in a controlled facility with non-human babies, of course, with an impressive 80% survival rate for the infants. However, the control modules still needed copious amounts of tweaking to prevent the robot nanny from accidentally crushing the infants while diaping. So unfortunately, no investors were able to front this project at that time. Number three is a product called Box, B-O-C-K-S, which is a play on words, a combination of the words bird feeder and socks. This product allows the customer to fill their socks with bird seed, sit back, and relax while the local warblers go to town on their kerneled hosiery. This pitch was too near the discovery of avian bird flu, the H5N1 influenza, so for sanitary reasons, the pitch was not accepted. Number four, the pill bowl. Tired of feeling old with your seven-day pill organizer thing that has Monday through Sunday and all the little things are labeled for each day with all your pills in them? Try pill bowl. All your medications mixed together in one convenient bowl. Just grab what you need, leave the rest, and take your meds. This was a popular concept to some of the panel members who actually had a similar bowl at home. However, the novelty of the pill bowl didn't seem worth the manufacturing costs when you can just put all your pills in any bowl. So no offers there. Number five on the list of worst ever ideas pitched on Shark Tank was a $4 million startup with a 2% stake for a movie about none other than Antifa lawyer Tom Ringo. The creators presented a three minute long movie trailer with amazing clarity, special effects, and post-production. The panel was beyond impressed, but when asked about the script and the actors and the storyline, the creators were stumped. They had put so much effort into their amazing trailer that they forgot to write the movie. So the movie's never been made, but sources say that A-Rod himself was seated to play Tom Ringo once the script is finalized. No investments were made, but the Tom Ringo biopic continues to circulate the rumor mill every now and then. So hopefully, uh, I'm excited that sooner than later we can see that amazing film about a wonderful man. Uh, so here's to Tom Ringo, and also happy birthday to A-Rod. Uh, yeah, happy birthday, Zanrod and Ringo and everybody else. I mean, that was really cool. I never really watched uh, Shark Tank. I always thought it was an ocean-type show that would creep mm-hmm. me out, but that's cool to know about all those different things. I don't A-Rod even was in a movie with Adam Sandler. Big Daddy? No. He, uh, the one with Jack Punch Nicholson. Punch Glove. Nope. Uh, Anger Management. Yes. Oh, yeah. He was in that I movie, saw that. Hey? I saw that in the theater. We went together. No, we didn't. <laughs> yes, we did. I don't remember that. No, we did not. Yes, we did. You're thinking of a... Anyway, Jackie, thanks for doing <laughs> yeah. research yes. on A-Rod. So welcome. Who I didn't really know anything about. When it comes to baseball, I know, you know, some of the classics. Babe mm-hmm. Ruth, Yogi Bear, some of these yeah. guys. But the modern stuff, I haven't kept up. I don't have time. We're busy doing this podcast, guys. I can't sit around watching the game. Well, here's your sign. To watch and, baseball. And here's your sign. But we need to take a little break... Go to the restroom yes. and um, clean up after using the restroom. And then when we come back, things are going to go a little haywire. And huh? if, if you're a long-term listener, you'll know what I mean. It's because producer Paul's going to take the reins. Yeah. And he's going to do his thing. And he's uh, not very likable. So it's going to be hard <laughs> to listen to this Cut the caution part. tape because I'm saying it. It was our first date. We are going to go for pizza. But I wanted to make a big impression. So we went to Fazoli's for Pizzerinos. It's pizza, Fazoli style. They make them on thick cut Italian bread with lots of pizza sauce and tons of toppings. Then they load them with cheese. Bake them fresh, hot, and crispy. Pizzerinos. I think she liked it. I think her dad did too. There's nothing like Fazoli's. 
On behalf of the entire Fazoli's family, we'd like to thank FastCasual, FastCasual.com, and Steratech for recognizing Fazoli's with the Excellence in Food Safety Award. At Fazoli's, we've taken sanitation and cleanliness to a new level. Every company and franchise location has completed a deep cleaning and sterilization of their restaurants. We've added several new sanitation measures throughout our restaurants. We will work diligently at Fazoli's to provide the safest environment for our guests and employees. You mentioned something when you were kind of listing some of A-Rod's stats. You mentioned RBIs. Yes. Again, I'm not a big baseball head, mm-hmm. but is that, I don't really see how that, is that like when you're driving past an Arby's and you kind of give it a look? Like, yeah, and he has those, the record for that. I'm getting those RBIs. <laughs> and your wife's in the passenger seat, or driver's seat, probably. J-Lo's in the driver's seat. She's like, mm-mm. He's like, Quit I don't giving know. me those Arby's eyes. <laughs> and as they pass by, he's kind of. Turn him back. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah. I bet she's right. got the meats, a couple curtains between those legs, hey? Speaking of which, I've been seeing everybody <laughs> these days. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Seems like everyone these days is getting on the keto diet, right? Yeah. I'm seeing all these guys on Facebook doing the keto diet. Mm. Um, let me know when there's a Cheeto diet. Hey, welcome back, everyone. This is producer Paul. Uh, I'd like to welcome everyone back to another... I'm sorry to have to tell you how to do your job, but this switchboard (laughs) is just lighting up. We have a big... Guys, in the studio... Listeners, sorry. Listeners. In the studio, we have a big switchboard, a big telephone switchboard. We have (laughs) operators. We have all these young women that are the switchboard operators. And the lights, there's lights that show you that people are calling, and it's lighting up. It can't even look. It's hurting my eyes. We need to answer one of these phone calls. All right. Answer one. I don't know how. Only you know how to do. <laughs> okay, let me t- find this. Wh- who's this? Who's this on the line? This is Garrett. Hi, Garrett. Garrett. Welcome to the Happy Birthday Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. I hope t- that was. We hope that was the. I'm not trying to interrupt you. But we hope that was the. <laughs> n- we hope that was the number you were trying to call. It's not like a wrong number type deal. I just blindly dialed and hoped that somebody would pick up. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to hand you out to our producer Paul here because he's got something really special planned. It's called. The weekly wild card segment, okay? And what it. we do here is it's kind of fun. We're usually we talk, I don't want to do your job for you here, Paul, but usually we kind of do a birthday type deal. This is going to be more of like an event. Like a birthday is an event, but there are different types of events as well, like circuses. Well, I mean that's a different thing, but like historical events. Like We're going to do deaths. Okay. So I'm going to um, hand you off to. I think he's ready to take over. So Paul, are you ready? Yep. All right, Garrett. Um, like Dan said, well, he didn't say this. I'm going to do a death, a celebrity death. So I'm going to try to have you guess um, which celebrity died on this day, July 27th. And if you get it correctly, we're going to send you some money. No money. I'm sorry. There's no money. We'll be there's sending you a little bit money. of cash in the mail. I like the sound of that. <laughs> Let me give you a, a couple hints about this man. Um, he died in 2003. Wow, this is weird. His first uh, his first name was actually Leslie, but that's not the name people know him by. Man named Leslie. Uh, it's not. His first name's not anything like Leslie, though. <laughs> his professional name. No, so it's not. Wait, what was his profession? He was an actor, comedian, entertainer, and he died at 100 years old. Damn. One of the oldest Perfect. entertainers to ever die. Not Jesus. Um, he was no. a bit of a golfer. Too. Bit of a golfer. Spent a lot of time on the links. How about Rodney Dangerfield? No, he's still with us. Is he? Common Damn. misconception. Rodney Dangerfield is still with us and is only 48 years old. 
Huh. This guy, living. this guy, unlike Rodney Dangerfield, gets a lot of respect. Probably some a, more than he deserves. I'd say. <laughs> too much, yeah, too much respect. He was mostly like forties, fifties, but then he would he would uh, entertain troops also. Entertain uh, Bob Hope. That's it, Bob Hope. Nice. Wow, that was probably one of the quicker Bob. Well, it's the first time we talked about Bob Hope, but one of the quicker Bob Hope type things we've ever done. <laughs> it is. Yeah. All right. Well, have a good day. Hey, wait a minute now. Wait a minute. Now. I know we don't want to rack up. Jackie, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll amplify your voice. What were you saying? I think, I think you should juice the guest is what I was going to say. We're going to juice you. Now, if you're okay. not, people not necessarily know what it means to juice a man. If you don't know what it means to juice a man, it means grabbing a hold of a copy of a little, actually a little big book I like to call The Secret Language of Birthdays, written by... Uh, Gary Goldschneider and Juiced Elfers, a couple birthday experts here. And this book pretty much talks about every person ever born and what they're like because of the day you're born. Because your whole personality is kind of just based on your birthday. You know, are you a Bob Hope type guy? Are you a Rodney Dangerfield type guy? We're going to find that out. Uh, But I can't move any forward with not knowing your birthday, which is? August 4th. Nice. August 4th. Oh, Summer coming up, boy. Coming, coming up. up. Here, yeah. Coming up. This is a, the greatest present I could receive, all this money I'm going to get. Yeah, it'll be a, well, it'll be a sizable amount. <laughs> yeah, Jackie's kind of in charge of that. Uh, what, what's the, no money. Jackie's the podcast treasurer. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the man what he's won. I don't... I, I will send you something, but it will not be cash. My deposit for that elephant ride is... It's, it's gone. It's gone. Completely. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So I've got the page open here to August 4th, which I, if you're, you're under oath, by the way, that is your birthday. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Listeners can't see. He did raise his hand in the under oath yeah. motion. A lot of information here, but I'm just going to hit some bullet points here. Uh, your strengths and weaknesses. Okay. This can be kind of hard to take. Are you, are, you, are you sitting down? I got my pencil. He does. Wow. Do you have a, a paper? Now I do. Okay. okay great. Get that ready. Your strengths. Are you sitting down? Now I am. Yes. Okay. You are clever, quick, and elusive. Ooh, like a snake. Like a cat. It's just three synonyms for the same word. Yep. Uh, yeah. It's one strength that they're trying to <laughs> <laughs> try to beef it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, now, Dan tells us you own a cat ranch. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not all, it's not all elusiveness and, and quickness and cleverness, because you do have some weaknesses, and I'm sure you okay. already know that, but I'm going to tell you what they are. You are oblivious, hot-headed, and undiplomatic. Wow. So I take I issue with those. Hear that. Yeah, Jesus, man. <laughs> hey, don't be such a hothead there. Yeesh. Calm down. All right. Well, you know, you know, birthdays are not just joy. They're also pain, and that's something every man must experience. So happy early birthday. Also, I would love to circle back to the cat ranch thing, but we can. So we, my partner Helen and I, are the owners of a cat ranch as dan calls it <laughs> or as some people call a cat cafe in, okay. in portland so now that's wow. just where the cats will you guys will go feed the cats and are there people allowed inside or just the workers are people but the customers are cats i, I wish i wish we could have cat customers but just like jackie they have no money uh, i see so yeah um so yes not the only thing we have in common you know my cat will sometimes <laughs> my cat pays me 
in Squirrel Tales. Actually, he threw up about 90% of an inverted squirrel yesterday. <laughs> that's really nice. Wow, that's pretty impressive. This was, is an indoor-outdoor cat. This yeah, <laughs> James. I'd, he's outdoors going. right now, or I'd grab him. Well, there are squirrels who live in walls, so you can have an indoor cat that can catch squirrels. Mm, there you go. He, do, I mean, he's killed some mice in here and stuff, or big rat. We don't have rats here. Well, it's a big brown rat. All right, well, well tell me more. I'm very curious. So it, at Purrington's Cat Ranch, as it will now be called, you get to come in, you get to hang out with, with some cats, you can drink some beer or have some food, and we adopt the cats out. We work with the local shelter, so you can come in and, and hang out with the cat, see if you connect on a deeper level and decide you want to go home. So it's very much like a, a bar for people, but you see if you can reach a connection, and then if you can get convince somebody to go home with you, Hey, even better. So you can have kind of a one night stand with a cat. Ooh, yes. Love that. Are you guys on social media? Do you have an Instagram or anything? Yeah, we're just Purrington's Cat Lounge. Maybe we'll be changing it to Purrington's Cat Ranch very soon. <laughs> when I was a when I was a little you might find this interesting, Garrett. When I was a little boy, I had a doll about this big that looked like a little scuba diver. And my cat bit its head off. What kind of <laughs> What kind of cat was that? <laughs> Is this another guessing game? <laughs> what kind of cat would do that? You sure you didn't have a Wolverine? <clears throat> no. Could be. Mm-hmm. Michigan's yeah, could the be. Wolverine state. Was, it, was the doll the problem or were you the problem? <laughs> I, I could assure you he was the problem. <laughs> yes. In any situation. Yeah, I mean, I know that I'm supposed cool. to be oblivious because of my birthday, but it's pretty easy to see that the cat was not the problem. <laughs> Thank you. You know, my uh, I had another cat who died recently, and he would eat uh, flying squirrels. You ever heard of that? <laughs> was your cat airborne to catch these squirrels, or were they? He was just... not, but he he did used to hang up really high, or he used to hang out really high up in a tree, and that was always that was like the one thing because he'd bring me, you know, endangered birds, robins, blue jays, <laughs> all sorts of little cute critters with their heads bit off, but. The one thing that freaked me out more than anything was the uh, flying squirrel, because I'd never even seen a flying squirrel. Can you guess what kind of cat he was? Uh, orange tabby. No, he wasn't. He was a tuxedo cat. Ah, wow. That was my next guess, but you didn't give me time to guess. Okay, my current cat, um, he, he, he lost his meower or his meowers busted, or whatever it is, he opens his mouth as if to scream, but he can't actually get any words out or any noises. He just goes... <laughs> I think he might have, th- like, blew out his voice from screaming his head off or something before I got him, but he cannot He cannot meow. What kind of cat would that be? It sounds like a Maine Coon. Yay! Wow! 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 Oh, my that God, you got to really send impressive. this guy some money. Yeah, we'll send that you was, some Yeah, you, Jackie's sure. going to send you $1,000. <laughs> That's very cool. That was these even better things, than the Bob Hope. These are things that you learn at the cat ranch. Uh, wow. Is that a common thing? They lose their meowers? They certainly they, they can. But again, Weird. I feel like I would need to hear more about your situation with the cat. But that's it's when he wants that wet wet, when he wants that drip food. <laughs> so... And I don't always, I don't feed it to him uh, for every meal, but he would like it for every meal. Mm-hmm. So he'll circle around me. One thing he'll do too is he'll throw himself under my feet while I'm walking. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. does it to like everyone who comes in the house. He tries to trip them 
And it works because no one wants to step on the cat. So he'll g- come in front of your feet and you'll go, whoa, it's freaky. Just, just wants to be noticed. He gets, a, he gets a lot of attention. The dogs are always bothering with him. He's very happy. Sounds, sounds like a, a lovely living environment. It's Yeah, it's great. His name is James, if you're curious. Okay. James, if you can hear me, reach out to Purrington's Cat Ranch. <laughs> if you need a safe place. <laughs> you need a safe place. <laughs> He's outside and 2,000 miles away, but... Oh, should we say that, too? Did we, did we say that you're in Portland? In Portland. Yeah. I don't okay. think I specified Oregon, so Portland, Oregon. Got okay. it. Okay. Because yeah. I can't verify what the Purrington's Cat Ranch in Portland, Maine is like. Jackie, what's going on with your cats? Um, let's see. They really like dog toys. I'm not sure what that's all about, but they like the big, 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 big dog toys, and they carry them around in their mouths, just around the house. They play fetch, or they just like to carry him around? The boy plays fetch, like a dog, yeah. Okay. And and the girl just grabs it and just... She tries. runs past it. Okay. Yeah. Now, are they shaped like anything in particular, like scuba diver or... Um, let's see. We have a crinkle strawberry and a lizard. Ooh. Crinkle lizard. Natural enemy of a cat. So it makes mm-hmm. sense that they grab the crinkle strawberry. So what kind of cat do you think that is? <sighs> you have... <laughs> the male is a three-legged brown tabby. Oh. And the female is a calico. The male is, he's black and he has four legs. Okay. And the female, I don't know, she's like gray, but then sometimes she's orange. I don't know what that's all about. So there's, I think they call that a, like a muted tortoise shell. So like okay. black and orange. And, yeah. So essentially I was right. I was right. Pretty close. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Had another, what, two, three grand to the, yeah. to the tally yeah. there? Yeah. You better get down to the ATM pretty quick there, Jackie, and I hope that you have stamps. Uh, shout out to our sponsor, Stamps.com. Stamps.com. A great uh, source if you want to mail cash to people in the mail. Or cats. That's true. But if you were a cat, what type of cat would you be? Oh, that's a great question. That is a great question. question. Uh, Paul, go ahead. I would be... Siamese cats are really bad and don't get along with other people. Mm -hmm. I would be a Siamese cat. They kill nice. babies too, don't they? Do oh, they the ones that sleep oh. on their faces? Yeah, love that. That's you for sure. I guess I don't want to do this guy's job for him. But what kind of cat would you be? I would probably be like a Persian cat, because I'm a high maintenance and I have a lot of health problems. And my face is kind of yeah. squished in. I don't breathe yeah. very well. And I would be what's the um they're used to gosh they're, i'm going way i'm sh- showing my age here but in the early 1990s mid 90s there was maybe a, a series of cat food commercials garfield not that it was really uh it was a little more elegant it was like this beautiful Heathcliff. not as much of a heathcliff vibe but it was like this kind of <laughs> elegant sexy white cat that would come mm-hmm. over there was this tin of wet food and it was like soft light and there was a candle and this cat was like oh it was just the most beautiful cat i want to say um I don't know what kind of cat that would be, but I would definitely wish that I could that I could become that. And so you would want to be just a sexy white cat. Yes, 
That kind of describes you now, so I see. I was, see that. I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. You're just fishing for compliments. And on that, we gotta we gotta cut this uh, off right now. I think, gang. But uh, thank you for. I mean, I wasn't expecting that, but thank you for that. Go on down to Purrington's, meet you a cat, bring that cat home, have a good relationship with it, and maybe someday this guy will be able to tell you what kind of cat it is. There you go. It's part of my job, and I love my job. Get that man's address. I'll send him a bunch of cash. I'll send him some. I got stamps. I got uh, like fragile stickers for your when you mail stuff. Send them some coins. <laughs> the uh, the what kind of cat would do that thing? I can't believe you didn't get that, Jack, because that was a uh, that was a big daddy, and you missed it. <laughs> it's my cat. They bite his head off. What kind of cat would I do mean, that? I mean, I got. Are the you calling me a liar? I got the Scuba Steve reference. Okay. We a lot of the time are talking about celebrity men like Bob yeah. Hope or Bill yeah. Engvall or um. Uh, J-Rod, A-Rod. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it's good to talk about some cats, too, that exist. You can find us uh, all over the internet if you need to get in touch. We're on Instagram. We are at HBDPOD. We're on Twitter. We're on Patreon. Same name. Uh, you can find us at hashtag JGFGang. You can find us at hashtag Deaf Over Hot and Heavy. You can find us... Uh, at the Jose Canseco Car Wash Thursdays in Las Vegas. Cheapest gas in town. <laughs> the next time you hear from us, our buddy Dan is going to be a married man. He's going to finally Ball know what it's like to, to put his penis in a woman's anus. <laughs> I've heard it's hard to figure out what goes where, and I'm just hoping There's that... There's a couple that, more holes than you think there are. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Is there any reason that you can... I mean, is that because you sat on a pin cushion or something? Like, what's the deal with no, a woman? No, you've got the pee hole. You've got the V hole. You've got the B hole. There's the egg hole. There's just... Everything does a different thing. Interesting. So if I want to just get a hard-boiled egg kind of mid, mid-fuck, mid you just kind of yeah. pop one of them up the egg hole. Yeah. Yep. Five minutes later, you got a pickled egg. <laughs> and we'll see everybody... Why is it spicy? <laughs> All right. Later. Happy birthday.